Hello, this is Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. So I want to give you an update on the Jersey Gulag for Gun Owners uh, bill. As you may recall, this was a bill that was seeing action in Jersey, which made gun owners the equivalent of murderers so that they would be held without bail. And I mean held until the matter went to trial, years possibly, with no finding of guilt until you finally get your trial. So basically, it's just uh, wait in jail while your matter pens. And, um, you know, I guess we could rename the uh, New Jersey jails, you know, the Bastille in honor of this. But uh, the uh, good news is uh, the show, Gun Lawyer, we, we got the message out. We worked hand in hand with the state association and my great and dedicated listeners, we had tremendous impact. And the impact was, I'm proud to report, knocking out about 85% of the bad in that bill. In other words, we, we were able to get handguns removed and rifles and shotguns removed. Those possessory Graves Act offenses that anyone could end up being involved in simply because you get put to your proofs in New Jersey. Remember, when you possess firearms in New Jersey, the burden is on you to prove at any time that you are legal, that you're within an exemption. In New Jersey, gun owners are guilty until proven innocent. It's actually how it works because of the defenses that are exemptions that must be proven to show that you do not have something that is prohibited. So this was a nightmare in the making. Now I say 85%, that's because, unfortunately, the one thing still left is so-called the dreaded, the intrinsically evil, scary assault firearms, assault firearms. Yeah, that's what is left, assault firearms, the pejorative term conjured up by the antis to mean some type of gun they don't like. Now, really, you can't specifically say what a firearm that's an assault firearm is because the law is so complex and convoluted that uh, virtually no one really understands it. It's a five-part definition found in the law that's so terrible it's really one of the worst written criminal definitions of anything anywhere ever. And that's just not because I can't stand it. It's a fact. The first part of that law is a laundry list of 67 guns on a list. And then a prior graph says, any gun substantially identical to any gun above? A substantially identical. Hmm? What does that mean? Substantial means almost. Identical means exact. What the hell does almost exact mean? And then any semi-auto rifle that has a fixed mag capacity exceeding 10 rounds. And then shotguns that are semi-auto, that have a pistol grip, a folding stock, or mag capacity over six rounds. And then what's called the part or parts definition to make an assault firearm. All these things fall under the definition of assault firearm. And it's really impossible for a citizen to know exactly what's legal because of the vagueness that's so built into it. And actually won a case on that. It was in State v. Merrill, where the judge did dismiss it as unconstitutional for being vague. And that's because of the term substantially identical. 
Yeah, so substantially identical is is a problem and has been a problem. And so this wide variety of what makes a gun jersey legal and not legal is constantly at issue. I mean, just today I have two hearings on whether guns are assault firearms or not. Two, in one day even. And that's because it's so convoluted and complex and contradictory that it's uh, it's just a battle every time. And yet, if you're charged with having one of these so-called assault firearms, New Jersey wants to hold you in jail without bail. And you will sit there and wait and wait and wait until your matter gets adjudicated. could be years. And this, this is wrong. Get possession of an assault firearm in Jersey, crime of a second degree up to 10 years in state's prison, three and a half years minimum mandatory. And there's so many guns out there that seem to be assault firearms but aren't and vice versa. For example, a SKS is on the list. But only ones that use detachable magazines. So that confuses people. You know the Thompson, semi-auto Thompson, 1927 A1. It looks like the classic Thompson machine gun, but it's semi-auto. That gun's not an assault fire, but people think it is. Mini 14, but only the folding stock version, not the straight stock version. Guns that have offending features based on the Attorney General opinion, but those features can constantly be in debate. Is it a flash suppressor or is it a muzzle brake? Is its barrel still threaded even if it's pinned and welded over threads? You know, is a bayonet mount still a bayonet mount if a bayonet can't actually mount to it? I mean, all these things raise these issues and all it makes it dependent on whether it's an assault firearm or not. And none of those features have anything to do with crime. Nothing. Zero. Zip. Nothing about fighting any kind of social ill. It's just a bizarre, puzzling matrix that traps law-abiding citizens into this god-awful maze where they face draconian penalties. And now, with the Jersey gun owner gulag bill, they want to hold you even before there's any adjudication. They want to make sure you get imprisoned if you have a firearm that they even claim to be an assault firearm. So we're still fighting to get that removed from the presumption against the bail, presumption against release. That part has to go. It's vital. And like I said, we did well in the others, but this last little bit has to go as well. And so your help Contacting your legislators, doing what when you're asked to by the alerts to let them know has had a tremendous and important difference. And let me say that this difference is not just on our rights, but by you helping, by us getting the word out, by us putting this pressure, we've literally saved hundreds and hundreds, untold numbers of otherwise law-abiding citizens being slammed away into the Jersey Gulag without due process. We really are helping individuals, truly immediately helping individuals by engaging in this fight to get these laws changed 
and stopping them from sneaking them through and getting them enacted. Critical, important work that we're all doing together here. Can't emphasize that enough. Now, we've had some other uh, issues here of late that I want to make sure that you're fully aware of. For example, New Jersey, there's been an excess of confiscation taking place. Red flag confiscation, so-called ERPOs and TERPOs, which are the extreme risk protection orders. We have health care confiscation, where these health workers will immediately call the police if anybody has a gun that they are treating, and they in any way have threatened to harm themselves or others. I mean, I'm talking about somebody goes to the doctor and says, man, I was so mad that guy could kill him. It's just hyperbole. You're not really going to kill him. doesn't matter. You said you're going to kill him. The health worker knows you have a gun, and you said that. They shall notify. And I'll tell you what. You said no one's that stupid. Oh, they're that stupid. And I mean these, they don't care. I've had a, folks just say hyperbole of any sort. You know, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm so depressed I could kill myself, even though they don't really mean they can kill themselves. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Guns confiscated, dragged in for a three-day mandatory eval, the whole bit. Never say anything about harming yourself or harming your others to anybody, and especially doctors or medicals or therapists, because as soon as you do, all this is going to come down on you. And I have case after case of it. That's all it was, innocent statement. It doesn't matter. Your guns are seized and you're seized. Folks, saying that you're going to kill somebody or that you're going to kill yourself is the same as saying a bomb joke at the airport. Don't do it. Jersey is crazed with gun confiscation. Every day, my office gun confiscation after gun confiscation, whether it's so-called domestic violence gun confiscation, the duty to warn health care confiscation, the red flag confiscation, the pull-it-out-of-your-ass confiscation. And what I mean by that is no law. They're just taking guns because they want to. Yeah, plenty of that takes place. You know, under the so-called community caretaking, which the United States Supreme Court has said is unconstitutional and a violation of the Fourth Amendment, and they said that in a unanimous verdict. Unanimous. Both sides say you can't do this. Does that stop New Jersey? Hell no. Are you kidding me? So it's still going on here. You need to be aware of these factors. When you have guns seized and not returned, particularly in the arena of domestic violence, What's created is a bar for your gun ownership, period. A total and complete bar puts you in the same category as being a certain person not to possess. You've got to be very careful. Your guns get taken. You need to get your guns back. Fight every seizure. Never roll over and let them sell your guns where you get the money. You do that, you sell your rights. Not just the guns. And they don't tell you you're giving up your rights when you do that. Your gun rights. Your Second Amendment rights. Fight every seizure. Fight every confiscation. Legally 
fight it because the consequences are more serious than they let you know. They purposely don't let you know, and they don't have to. But you need to know it. You need to fight. Let me tell you, the law about seized but not returned, it's been in effect for over 10 years. That You become a disqualified person that can't ever possess guns again, just like a felon, and it's a licensing disqualifier. Yet, you do not see that disqualifier on the licensing applications. They don't put it on the licensing. You would think they'd ask. Ever had a gun seized and not returned? You'd think it'd be on an application. It's in the licensing criteria. It's an actual disqualifier, but it's not there. And you know why? I'll tell you what I believe why. Because if it was, you'd know about it. You'd know to fight for your gun rights every time. Because you know that if you had gun seized and not returned, you're done. Because you would have filled out the app and seen it as a disqualifier. And if every person who gets their gun seized fights to get their guns back, the system will explode. They will not be able to handle it. They think the docket's backed up now. It'll be backed up to the year 3000. So they don't want you to know that. They want you to roll over and let the government take your guns. No way, man. You fight every inch of it. For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law. A bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Okay, hey everyone, welcome back. And listen, thanks for being listener and subscriber. It's great. We're able to get the word out, get the message out. We've seen the impact just from fighting this Jersey Gulag bill and other ways people are protecting themselves and getting the message out. It's really great to be able to do that and not be repressed by so social media. So please subscribe if you haven't. Tell your friends, listen in. Try to give the vital information that the lamestream media tries to cover up. You're not going to hear about. And one of these things that you may not have heard about is how ATF has now created a database of over 1 billion guns. That's right. What they've done is they have databased every record of gun dealers that have gone out of business and turned in their records 
which they're required to do once a gun dealer goes out of business, they had to send their records in. Well, guess what? All those records have been databased by ATF, which is illegal. It's illegal to create a registration database. We have a specific law against it. Does that stop them? Of course not. And they try to rationalize it. Oh, it's just a way of doing record keeping. Yeah, right. Record keeping, except it's a database. It's searchable. That's fascinating. It's called registration. One billion records. It's pretty outrageous, and it is having impact. It's setting the stage for these forward traces to pull old records and then create havoc for individuals. Because simply because you purchased a gun at some point in the past doesn't mean anything that you still have it, whether you sold it, got rid of it, anything. doesn't matter. But they just view it as their registration database, and now it's, like, registered to you. But it wasn't a registration. It was simply an application that allowed you to make a purchase at that given time. And that's what it was. And you made that purchase then, and you're not bound to that purchase. You're not registered on that purchase. Yet this database puts out a pretense of that that individuals get fooled by. Because a lot of folks think, oh, well, I bought the gun from a dealer and it's registered to me. No, not it really isn't registered to you. Just the purchase is documented, but there's no registration to you. So by knowing that, you're empowered. And that's what I want to do. I want to empower you with that knowledge. If there's anything that goes on with contact regarding old records, the thing you need to say is, I'll have my attorney call you. And that's it. Don't comment. Don't make statements. That's it. I'll have my attorney call you. Because this is what's going on now. There's this onslaught. Now you combine the 1 billion records from closed dealers with the Biden administration's new push to take down dealers and target FFLs for revocation. Because if FFLs get their license revoked, guess what? Those records get turned over to ATF, and they get to be databased. So this creates another registration, a registration pipeline here. And so Biden-Harris administration has put forward a new policy of zero tolerance for, quote, what they call rogue gun dealers that willfully violate the law. Yeah, except you know how they view that, right? I'm talking here from an NRA headquarters news release that just recently came out from NRA. And it says the policy specifies that absent extraordinary circumstances, the ATF will seek to revoke the licenses of dealers the first time they violate federal law. For certain violations. First time. One time. So in other words, the ATF license is going to be stricter than, you know, a, a license to have a nuclear power plant or a license to have pharmaceuticals. All right. Yeah. Because one violation, you know, zero tolerance. And even though for years and years, there was an attempt to be reasonable, no more reasonable, no more. This is now going to be an immediate revocation 
And what it says is ATF will issue notice of revocation whenever it determines a single act of any one of the following. And here's what it is. Transferring a firearm to a prohibited person. Now remember, they're supposed to be Nick's checks. But when Nick screws it up and you do it and a dealer makes a transfer to a prohibited person, what's going to happen then? Failing to conduct a background check. Well, they're supposed to do background checks. We know that. It's on the seller to do it. Falsifying records, such as a firearm transaction form. Now, look, you're blatantly lying. If a dealer is blatantly lying, you can see that. But what about just honest mistakes? Honest, pure mistakes. They're not an intentional falsification. Oh, it doesn't matter. Failing to respond to a trace request. Ooh, again. Back on this gun registry deal, forward tracing. Come down on them if there's issues without the trace. Because the idea here is take this backdoor gun registration and make it exactly what we always said it would be, backdoor gun registration. If you refuse to permit ATF to conduct an inspection, these things will have immediate, immediate revocation so that they can then get the dealer books and records and database them. However, that's not limited to that. There still are other violations that could get somebody into trouble, and particularly dealers. And that would be uh, failing to account for firearms. So many times dealers, uh, you know, you're booking in and booking out and trying to stay on top of it, but... There can be a bureaucratic error. Something gets, you know, in, in the accounting of guns, and you have to find a gun that you, that was booked. And normally, most time, it's not a problem. It's not. It's just paperwork error. It doesn't matter. Failure to verify and document buyer eligibility. Well, that's pretty broad. But you know, they need licenses. You need documentation, and they've got to sign the form. Maintain records needed for successful firearm tracing. There we are again. Tracing firearm, trace request, tracing, taking records, making the forward trace. Again, the focus is on registration, national registration. you got to read through what they're doing. And uh, failure to report multiple sales of handguns. You better know, I bet a lot of folks aren't aware that if you buy more than one handgun within the five business days, that is reported to ATF and the local police where the dealer is. It's reported, and you don't even know that it's reported. You buy more than one handgun from that same dealer. Within that five days, there's a multiple handgun report generated on you, and you don't even know that that's happening. So these are all things that ATF is looking for, but it's all part of the bigger plan, of course, and that bigger plan is the massive gun registration where we have the gun registration of the billion records they databased, of the push on dealers to revoke and mandate the traceability through the dealer records or even to take the dealer records and put them into registration database. And then you combine that with the pistol brace ban that's going to promulgate shortly where everyone's going to have to register their existing handguns with pistol braces, which is in the millions, 3 to 30 million of that registration. And the groundwork having been laid in the uh, 
computerization of the ability to file your NFA forms, and we're now in that beta period or test period where they're doing it on suppressor registration so they can get the system all ready to roll. So when they mandate the registration on the pistol brace, they got it automated. And then from there, eventually the plan is registration on all current purchases with registration prior on all prior acquisitions. And they have then the computerized national database, which is the anti-gun wet dream. And that's where all this is going, man. That's what every one of these things points to. They want the registration. Now, why do they want registration? Because the next thing after registration is confiscation. And that's how they put the squeeze on. First, you got to know where they are. Then you can take them. And this is their long game, folks. This is the long game. You can see the writing on the wall. Look at what I'm saying. And you see all the pieces fit together. And this is what they're up to. We need to get a political sea change here. It needs to take place. We got to get out and vote. Make our votes count in November. Because we've got to stop this. It's going in a bad direction for our Second Amendment rights. We need you to stay vigilant and recognize the plan. This is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.